Thanks for coming back for another episode of your favorite podcast game show, Uber Cinco. What's that? Your first time? Your first time? Well, holy crap! You're in luck! Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Guys! Guys, get out the crab dip! Chill the white wine! We got a first timer here! Sorry for all your returning guests. Bear with. <laughs> uh, wowee, a first timer, man. I remember my first time. I was wearing headphones, believe it or not. Um, but please, get comfy, enjoy yourself, and welcome to Uber Cinco, where we deep dive top fives. I'm Mitch Brinkman, your host for today, and squaring off in our match are the old pros. He's the undisputed goatee, the strong boy wonder himself. Brian Ernst. <laughs> hey, Brian. And the man who will dunk again. He's 6'3 in socks. He's 6'4 in Jordans. He's 6'7 in pumps. He's... Nathan Edison. Hey, Nathan, what's up? Um, also, if your ears are itching for a certain top five or you want to challenge us, send in your suggestions at bizbear.biz to interact with the show. But today, our contestants, Brian and Nathan will reveal and defend their top five personalities you meet at the DMV. Um, you guys, what's uh, what's your feelings for today? Are you are you have you been in line? Did you get your numbers? Um, did you make an appointment beforehand? This, what's what, what's this, going on? This topic got me fired up. And I was sweating more than usual before we got this underway because I have been fuming all day tooling my list. Woo! Love the fumes. This place is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've just been reliving so many of the more mundane moments of my life out in public with the people we're going to list. And I will say that a lot of these personalities, these tropes that we're going to go over have often blended together. Some people out there have more than one, and that's just truly excruciating. So I'm glad we're going to break it down and take it one at a time. Maybe we can do some breathing exercises between rounds, a guided meditation perhaps, Yes. Uh, take shots. I don't know what we're going to have to do, but I'm a little hot under the color collar. I can tell Brian is as well, so this yes. might be rough. Also, for the the listeners at home, we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, It's five o'clock a lot of places right now. So uh, if the shots do happen, um, uh, that'll be fun. So, okay. uh, For those of you who are um, new to the show, let's wake you um, or just everyone. Let's wake you up hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stand-Out. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. Now, as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. And this rule is inspired by my own experiences at the DMV. Most recently, it contained a gentleman who fell asleep and evacuated his lower intestine onto the seat, creating quite a stir. Imagine, right? Although he slept through it. So whoever makes my stomach churn the most with a story or description will receive a two-point bonus before the number ones are revealed. Good luck, gentlemen. And of course, please do stay for the credits all the way until the end of the show when I blather on with my Fast Five send-off inspired by Winston Churchill's quote, never let a good crisis go to waste where I will account for my Fast Five ways to take advantage of a pandemic. Nathan, (laughs) you won the pregame spaghetti slurping contest, so you will lead us off with your number five personality you run into at the DMV. Wait, we're just going to gloss over this... You just mentioned some dude at the DMV shit his pants next to you. (laughs) We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Hey, (laughs) uh, it it, it, it might come up, but yes. uh, Last time I was at the DMV, I was waiting with my number. Uh, It was the... the it was the, the my birthday, so New Year's Eve day morning or whatever. Um, I was a little hungover from uh, a birthday celebration the night before, and a gentleman fell asleep and uh, and did the number two, and someone next to him had to wake him up. And he was like, what? And the person's like, sir, you have... 
you pooped your pants. He's like, no. I think, I, I think he, he had a number in his hand, but he may have been just like a drunk who was looking for a place to sleep for a while. Um, but like he wasn't too um, dirty or, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an obvious, you know, homeless situation or whatever. So like, who, who really knows? But who falls asleep and doesn't stay alert at the DMV to like, you know, when your number's ready. And then just, yeah, to be like, I don't think I did. And you're like, no, no, you did. <laughs> And then a DMV employee had to come over and um, convince the gentleman he should get up out of the seat and go to the restroom and clean up. And then, uh, like, the DMV janitor came over and oh. like, moved the chair away, but didn't bring it to another room. Just, like, put it in, like, a more open area and just, like, sprayed it down <laughs> with a bottle, wiped it down, and put it right back where it was again. Oh, my God. You know what? That's nobody, nobody sat in after that. No one sat no, down. No, of course and, not. And, but people who didn't know would come in, and it would be like that last second thing where someone would be like, "Oh, uh, someone, someone just shat in that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the ending to it. It's always sunny, where they like for whatever reason they've had some vagrant that they've just been tackling along on this on their yeah. scheme for this whole episode, and at the end they forget about him at the DMV. Mm-hmm. He takes a dump, and then someone yells <laughs> number two, and they go to credits. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you lived. <laughs> it's always Sunday tag. It's exactly. Yeah. And, you know, also being hung over, being uh, in the morning at the DMV during oh. the holidays is like, though, it's the worst time to go. But but I had to go to get my to get my license renewed. You were so. procrastinating, though, it seems like I was. Yes, it was the day before it was expiring. So, yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Yes, that is all my fault. All my fault. Wow. So, best, um, best birthday ever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you can see it in my. ID photo. I look puffy. My <laughs> eyes aren't looking at the same spot. You know, it, it's it's a little sad. Uh, but yeah, um, enough about my experiences. I want to hear about y'all's experiences. Nathan, please lead us off with your number five. All right. I've got number five is who I call the the only trip out guy. Oh, this is this is the person who, despite the fact that this is the DMV, the most universally hated errand to run. This is somebody who knows that this is the only time they'll be leaving the house to have any sort of social interaction that day, that week, that month. This is actually something they've had on the calendar. They've been looking forward to. They're going to milk it for everything it's worth. They're getting they're in, they're in line and they're trying to talk to people. They're sure. they're actually trying to have a conversation with other people who are hating themselves so much right now. A conversation is Probably going to start off with like, oh, well, sucks to be at the DMV, huh? Well, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that's going to take you real far. I, I feel like this person made an appointment and then showed up an hour early anyway. You know, like <laughs> they just they're just happy to hang. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't I can't get in line yet. I have to maybe they have to go wait outside and then they'll 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 become the Walmart greeter of the DMV. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you make an appointment? Well, you're going to have to. Well, yeah. I, are you 15 minutes early? Oh, what? Oh, okay, you'll be fine. Head on in. You know, they, <laughs> they, they think they should be given a name tag. Um, <laughs> and then once, once they get to the counter, they just, they milk it. Because they, they, the person behind the counter is a government employee. They're legally obliged to have a conversation with them. I mean, God forbid with the poor driving instructors, if, if that is what the appointment entails comes to but but the one that you can see in public is what they're talking to with the person behind the counter the patty or selma or whoever it may be <laughs> and and they 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 stretch it along they try to make some jokes and the poor people who work at the dmv this just the same most repetitive bureaucratic nonsense day in and day out these are not happy people and they don't want to they don't want any of your bullshit but these people just really really want to everything and then finally the transaction transaction comes to an end and they're like okay well uh here's your here's your new license or here's your temporary license or whatever the case is it's like okay and then they stay at the counter by the window and then they slowly will take out their backpack or their purse and then they'll pull out their wallet and they'll open it and then they'll thumb through their their wallet and they'll find the exact right place and then maybe they'll take something out of their wallet and set it on the counter. And then they'll thumb through their wallet some more. 
And then they'll go back into their purse for a minute. God. And then they'll they'll go back and they'll and it just we I actually and uh, just Mitch, leave already. God, just leave. Mitch, sorry, you were sorry, sorry. You, you were actually I don't remember if you were in line, but many years ago, you and I and and some other uh, people in our social circle took a trip to Six Flags. Oh yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you were in line with me for this, but I was standing trying to just get some some goddamn pizza. That's all I wanted was just some fucking fifty dollar pizza from <laughs> Six Flags. And there was a woman there who was like she had like four kids or something. And she was she was doing this whole routine at the pizza window. Yeah. And then finally it was over and she picked up everything and she turned and like the entire line just like let out a collective sigh and lurched forward a little bit. And then this woman, like, she kind of, like, put her finger to her lips like she was thinking. <laughs> and then she turned back towards the counter and set her pizza back down. And uh, <laughs> it was one of the worst moments of my entire life. God. Um, but I, that's a more extreme example because they don't serve yeah. uh, $50 pizza slices at any DMV I've been to. No, but uh, they should. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a sad state of affairs because you you kind of take pity on this person who's you know when they leave the DMV where are they going? It's it, it's not a happy rest of their day. Yeah, but also they're bringing everybody down to their level. It's nobody wins. It's unpleasant. Yeah. Reminds me of the uh, the sad condition of the world for many individuals and eventually us all. <laughs> <laughs> really soul sucking in an already oh, soul sucking experience. Oh, so yeah. that's uh, number five for me. Man, wow, that's wow. Number wow, yeah. Okay, I feel, I feel well, like you just described uh, Hermes Conrad. <laughs> like this is so, <laughs> so pumped to go to the DMV. <laughs> it, it just it, it just makes me think of any like any story that I've heard from a you know from a, a senior citizen or someone yeah like a shut-in who's just you know they, they tell you every detail of of how they got the grapes at the grocery store you know? <laughs> and you're like that is how grapes are gotten i and get I, it yeah. they found oh, a yeah. section they yeah, had mine. purple and they had green but the bags <laughs> were out over here so i turned around grabbed the bag and the way the scale would not weigh my grapes so i called yeah. the young fella and oh god <laughs> i'm making myself go to sleep <laughs> yeah. uh wow that's a uh, you know I, I, I revel in those type of people. I, I love watching them, but of course it's only when I'm not being uh delayed by them. You know, I I, yes. I love I love watching the people, the eye rolls, everyone's, you know, breaking their eye sockets, trying to look at the back of their skulls, dealing with these folks. Um that's a that's a great number five. Uh Brian, let, let's let's see what you got. For nine number five, I am calling this person the Mr. or Mrs. Document. Um this is what I would call Let's stare down. Okay, so Brian, you have your number five, which is Mr. and Mrs. Document. Nathan, uh, is, it's his number four is extremely similar. It's the person um, who had no idea what a visit to the DMV entails, and they don't have their documents either. So, uh, Brian, lead us off. Tell so, us. so I call this, yeah, the the imbecile who never has the right paperwork, but then they can then they continue then to throw a fit that they cannot be helped. Because they didn't read the rules of what they were supposed to do. So I saw a lot of this recently. My idea had expired this year for my birthday back in March, pre-pandemic. And I went to a DMV I've never been to before because I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this one to see if the line is shorter. Bad idea. But anyway, this real ID situation is coming up now where everyone's going to have to get this if they want to travel by plane in the United States, whatever. But there's a lot of documentation that you need. It's like... Uh, social security card or W-2. You need two residency documents. You need a proof of signature. You need all this crap. And this is where you get the person right in front of you who says, I didn't know I needed or can't you do without it? Or can't I email the proof later? I've been waiting three hours. And you're like, no, you, they get, there's a literal, there's a checklist online. It's a virtual checklist. Takes you step by step. Do not leave your house until you have this, 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 and this. And all they want to do, because there's the pre-line, 
There's a line as you get in, they're like, how may we direct you at the DMV? You have to wait in that line first. Then they give you, make sure you have all your paperwork, and then they have to send you to the other line for your specific task. And this person always sets the roadblock for the first line. Everybody else just wants to get in, get to their place, and then this is the biggest holdup there is. Because these two people who are working at the DMV are the most miserable in the entire place because they have to deal with all the stupid questions right up front. And then they also have to be the bearer of bad news. And they have they do not care anymore. They don't oh, care yeah. about your feelings. They don't care about anything. They're just like, can't help you. Next. You can yell all you want. Move on. Next. And they just got that stern tone and you're just like. But Brian, what what if my my nephew Richard couldn't come over and help me use my Dell laptop to, to access the information? I well, never you had tell, the chance. You tell Dick that he can get the hell out of here. Oh, He's a nice nephew. Um, yeah, uh, boy, that is. Um, yeah, the Mr. and Mrs. Document, not my favorite person to be behind the, at the DMV. Those people also have the tendency once they've been told you don't have it. No, you can't do it. No, you no, I can't pull up your email on my computer. Uh, they they step one step to the left or the right. Correct. And then they just stand there thinking they're going to be able to solve it in the next minute or two on their phone. And, and they like, will you, not. No, yeah, you're like you're like that th- that that four year old iPhone's not going to print out a social security card, sir. Uh, <laughs> leave. Get the fuck out the way. Uh, exactly. That's. I had. I had. Uh, I went to the DMV this July on my birthday. I had to renew my license. Also, oh my god. I think I think I went the day before, not the day of. So, you know, I'm 24 hours ahead of uh, of Mitch. At least this go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll 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 have the same race in four years. Look forward to placing wagers on that. <laughs> and I had a I had a guy, maybe four people in front of me, and he had to return to his car three or four different times. <laughs> and it was it was oh I need the social security card. Uh, okay. And this guy was minimum 175 years old, so <laughs> the trips to the car took a while. And then he would come. <laughs> He would come back with one document and then it would be, oh, I also need that. And then it was just over and over again. And so, you know, by the second time, the DMV attendant was saying, okay, but you're also going to need X, Y, Z, you know, and he was just, he would just only wanted to hear one thing at a time. That was all he could handle. And so it was one trip after another. And uh, also... I've, I've seen other people who it's not as extreme where you have to go out to the car, but you know, the normal person would, if you're carrying all the necessary pertinent documents on your individual, uh, you know, in, in your bags or whatever, you would organize them and have them ready to go in your hands. But so, some of these people just have no forethought. They wait till they get up there and they don't own wallets. This is like, well, I got this money clip here and then I got this uh, little plastic bag here with some assorted coins and hairpins <laughs> and some receipts. <laughs> or, uh, or worse, just like uh, a plastic bag like uh, from a 7-Eleven. Um, so <laughs> I, used to, I used to work at the, the Judge Mathis show and we would get these uh, people coming in from... Uh, all over, all over the country, and they'd be getting off of uh, airplanes and coming straight to the studio, and they might just have a plastic bag with their personal effects, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, um, well, I need, I need your driver's license, and they'd like look through everything, like, oh, I don't have my driver's license. I'm like, I don't know how they got in the plane with a driver's <laughs> license. I don't know what happened, and then you know we would have to go, we'd have to go through this whole song and dance where we'd end up calling friends or relatives in Walla Walla, Washington or Intercourse, Pennsylvania <laughs> or wherever the case may be. And sure. we had to dig up the one relative that actually had smartphone capabilities that could take a picture of their license and send it to us. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, they never. Oh, and then, then what, uh, <laughs> what really sends me over the edge. I was, I was going to say, I, I have an uncle in Black Duck, Minnesota that has a scanner that I've used in a pinch before. Oh, so. Ooh, oh nice. boy. Yeah. Whew. That's good to know. Next time I'm in Black Duck, give me, yep. just send me their address so I'll be ready to True. go. But the, the worst part of this is they'll, they'll lose their place in line because they were unprepared. And then they'll throw a fit when they can't just walk right back up to the front of the line. Like, wait, what? 
but I was, we're still in the middle of my transaction, even though it's 15 minutes later, like everybody else should have had to stall. And then let's say they do, they do get back their place back in line because they just throw such a big stink. Everything's finally finished. They get their license renewed, whatever. Turns out they left their credit card at home. They can't even pay. Everything's going to start <laughs> over tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's that uh, again. I love the, I, I love this, the, these downturns at the end of these, uh, really just punching home the, the feel of the, of the DMV. Um, I'm going to, the, the, this was a dead heat between you guys, and then Nathan mentioned Walla Walla, Washington, which is at the epicenter of one of my favorite wine regions in America, uh, Eastern Washington. And then he also brought it home with that credit card joke at the end. So Nathan, you got the slight edge on this Uber stare down. I'm giving you the three points. Uh, is, excellent job. Um, okay, uh, that will bring us to. Oh, I, I got to score Nathan's number five as well. Um, and I, I love the one trip out of the house uh, individual. Um, I was I, I was looking for, um, I was looking for like maybe a voice, you know, something like that. Um, and and he and he didn't do one. I'm sorry, that seems arbitrary, but I'm only going to give you two points on that one. Um, so let's move to Brian's number. I four. I was just trying to not be ageist against all the 98 year old people I've seen do this, <laughs> and I'm and I'm punished. For my discretion. All right. I, <laughs> I, I accept the judgment. You should have looked at the <laughs> podcast marketing documents we had. No one above... Uh, how old are my parents? No one above <laughs> 62. No, no one above, so let's say 70 listens to this podcast. So, okay. Uh, Brian, give us give us uh, your, your number four. Oh, also, I just, I just like to throw in uh, real quick. Daryl and Eileen look absolutely great for 62. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Wow. Uh, wow. You're you're an asshole because they're actually 59. I forgot how old they were until just now. <laughs> oh, and, I, and I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they looked, I thought they didn't look a day older than 59. So. Wow. That's. You're, you're so good. Wow. Suck, suck up. Suck yeah. up. All right. Number four. I have what I'm calling the number spy. So mm-hmm. this is the entitled scum of the earth that thinks that efficiency means that they get called ASAP, not necessarily the efficient order of which the DMV should run. So a DMV runs that if people need a simple renewal, they may be called before somebody who takes blah, blah, blah. There's multiple lines once you get inside. We've, we've established that. So this person cannot fucking handle waiting for any of this stuff. Come on! <laughs> Do the dance. Come on, everyone's got to dance. Here we go. We are three white guys. <laughs> Woo! Okay, right. uh, so Brian, your number spy uh, matches up with Nathan's number three, the rules don't apply person. Um, so, uh, Brian, please continue, uh, with your number four, please. All right. So this is obviously the person who has a sense of entitlement. They got their number. They may have been waiting longer, but they are there for a more complicated process than maybe some other people. So when they see somebody's number or letter scheme or whatever called before theirs, it enrages them. And they'll either be like, you'll, this will be the person who'll either sit there and be like, (laughs) And then just, just sitting there huffing and puffing. You'll just see it over the corner while you're waiting, reading your book or doing whatever. You take notice of them and they're doing this thing. And they're just like, then the next time it's, oh, come on, for Jesus, for Pete's sake. And then it becomes verbal. It grows a little bit. And the next time we're like, all right, what's going on? This is only happening to me. Just yeah. to me. No one else. What? I was here for... Th- Three hours I've been here. Whoa, why is he so special? <laughs> I, I, I have to admit that on my birthday day, I was hungover and I was thinking all of these thoughts and I had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I should go up there and I say, excuse me, do you see what number I have? 22. That guy is 28. Like, uh, what the, f-? you know, and, but then I was Sir, like, no, be this, cool. This isn't be a cool. deli counter. This is a different kind of system. This is not exactly. chronological. Pay exactly. attention. And I was like, titled twat. 
this energy doesn't need to be spat out into the room after that guy just pooped the chair. Correct. Um, Correct. Yeah. And this is also the same person that when they finally get up to the window and they start their conversation right before they leave, they probably ask the question. And how many DUIs am I allowed before you take this away? (laughs) (laughs) So you just know that they are just the most horrible person in the world. Not only are they inconvenienced, they are also just a danger to society. I was saying, if if this person hasn't put like three boys through a full hockey AAU program yet, then they probably will in the future. Like, it sounds like a hockey dad for sure. Um, Oh my God. I remember earlier this summer, uh, I was visiting somebody in the hospital and I was walking to the elevators and I heard somebody in the waiting room. This sounds like a DMV conversation, but it wasn't. He was blowing up that his kids might not be able to play soccer this fall. He's like, what about his scholarships? All right. I don't, I, you can't cancel sports. This is what has to happen for him to move on in his life. We've been training for this. And I was like, holy, I got, I got up out of that waiting room and I left. And I was like, this is the same. This is the number spy. This is the same guy who's at the DMV and it's that guy. And I don't want to be around them. This is the same guy who starts a conversation, uh, after eavesdropping people behind him. And they're talking about like the markets or something. And then he's like, you know, Bitcoin is like just total trash. Right. And it's only millennials that buy into it. Like, it's not real. Like, Bitcoin isn't. It's it's not backed by anything. And then someone says like, well, what about the U.S. dollar? He's like, that was on the gold standard at one point. Like, it's the full faith of the government. And you're just like, please, white dad, just just quiet. Just, Hello, just, white dad. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Us in 20 years. Um. <laughs> no, I'll be, uh, uh, no, because Bitcoin will be the only thing in 20 years. So we can't com- actually Mitch, 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 Mitch you're it. ruining next week's episode of Top Sorry. 5 White Dads. Yeah. Uh, oh, here, here, uh, this, this, this is a quick top one list for both of you. What's your book that you read at the DMV? Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't been reading the same book since I was 16 years old. So it's okay. been a di- it's been a different one every every four years. It's been a different one. At least it updates. <laughs> yeah, he never okay. finishes those books. He just stops what whatever he how far yeah. he gets at the DMV, and then he moves on to another That's book. It. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. So, uh, but my my. To expand on on what we're <laughs> we're talking about, my <laughs> rules don't apply. Person, I like the person who hasn't been in yet. They just they come in. They don't think the line is for them. They're like, oh, um, excuse me, I I only had one question. <laughs> I just had one small question. I just had one question. <laughs> like the the other sixty people here, they have a plethora of questions, a multitude of questions. It's going to be hours for all of them. But I just have one question. <laughs> so I shouldn't have to wait in line. Or I was here yesterday. I mean, I was here yesterday. I've done my waiting. And, and I, I went through the whole process and then had just forgot my credit card. So, I mean, I've already done the, the waiting part. <laughs> and then uh, th- also, like, especially now, I mean, this was true in DMVs before. But it's everywhere in in the the COVID pandemic that we're living through as this is being recorded, where we have the uh, six foot social distance markers uh, for standing in line. That's commonplace now. And uh, there's this this moment where like maybe the line, it filters, it funnels, if you will, somewhere. And then there isn't something that's clearly delineated. And being in the Midwest, I don't know how true this is elsewhere, being in the Midwest and definitely being in England where everybody is reserved and polite and here in the Midwest, the default is sort of the polite thing. It's, you know, there, there comes that moment where somebody needs to step forward, but we're not sure who it is. Oh, at least particularly in, it, it reminds me of my family when uh, at big, like at Thanksgiving dinner, the, the blessing has been said. Everybody's like, all right, somebody eat. And it's like, everybody looks, makes eye contact. No, like, you go. Okay, no, you go. No, you, no, you go, you go, you go. No, no, you go. No, 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 you go, you go. You go ahead, go on. <laughs> this person does not do that. They like, they, they have a, a, like a tiger-like sense of attack. Before anybody even notices something is opened up, just boom, they're in. They're next in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then if, if it does go all the way to the front, they hate being told to stand behind a line and like, oh, please, please wait there, sir. So they wait. Mm-hmm. And then whoever they're, 
is waiting on them behind the counter makes some some movement that's more than just typing at the computer like maybe their arm reaches two feet away to pick up something that's printing and they think ah yep i have now decided that is the signal for me to move forward and they're like like, sorry sir just just hold on a moment like what oh Like, if, if somebody asks you to wait at a certain place, wait. why would you not, why would you move forward at any point before you are summoned forth? And I saw a, a great example of this uh, at the beginning of the pandemic at a, at a supermarket. Some people who had come in, like last minute people, and they're, they're waiting behind the line, and they're just giving all kinds of shit to the people about... I, just, I don't see why I need to wait behind this line if you're touching my groceries, blah, blah, blah. Just like going on and on, like a five-minute ordeal. And, you know, I'm I'm waiting, trying to, just trying to get out of there. And they're making this huge stink about it. And it goes on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this guy, like, you know, 50 years from now, his grandchildren are going to gather around. He's going to draw them in in a circle by the fire. And, Dad, tell us about the the horrors of the pandemic of 2020. It's like, oh, you kids don't even know. <laughs> I had to stand behind a line. <laughs> you kids, you know, there were, there were people dying by the tens of thousands, but I bravely stood behind a line. You kids should try standing behind a line sometime. It builds character. <laughs> Back in my day, we stood behind lines. This kind of reminds me of me at the beginning of this whole shindig when I got so mad that my Amazon packages were taking more than two days and I felt <laughs> I felt slighted at the beginning of this and I was like, this is how spoiled I am. Oh, so I may, I may be this guy. <laughs> I may be this guy. Yeah, I, 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 I had to wait an extra 24 hours to get my novelty t-shirt with Mick Jagger's mugshot on it that I... <laughs> Then just wore around the house, and the only person who saw it was me in the mirror. <laughs> you're you're so brave. <laughs> uh, wow, the, this was a great showdown on this one. Um, Brian Brian was out ahead. I loved I loved Brian acting out that guy, and then Nathan brought it home with uh, with with this gentleman uh, calling his grandkids around, and Nathan Nathan inched ahead. But then Brian, by admitting that he was, <laughs> I stood behind a line guy, <laughs> noses it back out. Brian wins this Uber stare down. Three Woo, points to Brian yeah. on this one. Woo! There it goes. I earned uh, it. <laughs> you did. I, you did I, earn I it, Brian. To, Good job. Yay. I have to interject with a complete aside is that there, my phone is ringing right now. Sure. And uh, there's a. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to say the name because it may be a real person. It may not. But the, the call is, it's, it's a first name that is often associated with strippers and the last name R-I-D-E-N. <laughs> something, <laughs> something, something. So we'll, 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 say, we'll say Trixie just for okay. so Trixie, Cin- Trixie Ryden has given me a call. <laughs> I was going to say Cinnamon, but okay. <laughs> um. That's 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 so incredible. I'll be, uh, now I'll be giving her a call back later. Absolutely. Um, make sure to enter in your credit card correctly the first time. Uh, <laughs> Brian, let's go uh, to your number three because Nathan's already his number three's already been um, uh, used up by the Uber stare down. So Brian, we're going over to you for your number three. All right, give us that one. Number three, I'm calling the pumped up pops. This is the uh, overexcited dad who is there with his teenager to uh, get them to go through their license. But this is usually the father of a daughter um, who is sitting there and he's going over last minute strategy before she takes her test because he needs to, in these 10 minutes to an hour that they're about to take this test, he needs to undo a lifetime of the bad habits that she's witnessed him doing behind the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) so he's sitting there and just being like remember how i took those work calls while you were in the back seat we we don't do that all right and remember when i drove one-handed so i could eat my fries okay 10 and 2 when you're in there okay (laughs) i remember when i hit that garbage can because i dropped my glass eye that this place doesn't know about okay keep that on the lowdown (laughs) so after he's undoing all that he's also cracking dad jokes at every station that they're at together And then 
Um, he's recycling said jokes if he gets to like a podium that they didn't hear him at the last one. So he's up there being like either first saying, oh, <laughs> I remember when she was this tall and now we're here. Wow. Time flies. <laughs> or oh, don't go too easy on her. I know that's my little girl, but she's been studying hard. Or then he looks in his pocket and he's just like, my phone I love is these jokes that dads always tell these things that like they, they tell them as if they're jokes. And you're like, yeah, where's my, the punchline or the setup? Oh, my phone is slow, but sure runs faster than this place. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you a joke about this line, but it's kind of long. <laughs> Dad, daddy will wait out here. All right. Good luck, sweetie. Uh, so this wow. guy is that's. Yeah, He's usually behind you. He's not in front of you. Usually you're, you're being held up by the annoying person ahead of you. And then this is a guy you just hear in the corner. He's also waiting or you happen to get up at the counter at the same time. So you've heard him going over all this stuff while they're sitting. Now you're up at the counter together and he's three or four windows down and you're hearing the same material again. And you're like, bro, I've already paid to see this show. Don't need it again. <laughs> Like, uh, I didn't want the double, double, double header. So this is the pumped up pops, just the overzealous parent who's so proud of their little teenager. Brian, I feel like this number three for you is a little bit like looking into the future a little bit, maybe. Is that, oh, do you I, will, true? I will be this guy. I okay, will totally okay. be yeah, this yeah. guy. Like I, you can see I'm not that upset by it because I was taking notes. Like sure. this is, this is, this is who I'm going to be. Down sure. the road. So what's your um uh what's your parallel parking system that you'll uh teach your teen? Uh this is where we go. It's all right, take it easy, take it easy. No! Stop it! <laughs> God, you're gonna kill us. <laughs> all right, okay. Let's try again. All right, here we go. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm going to yell the way my sure. father yelled. And then uh we will learn. I was also a late driver too. Like I didn't get my license until I was 18 because the I think we mentioned on a previous episode, the rule was not until you can pay for insurance could you get your license. So, uh, yeah, I okay. was poor until around eighteen. So, God. and then the money started rolling, <laughs> <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, <laughs> blast that for my driver instruction. Woo! You ready to get fucked up? <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, what uh, what what type of car did everyone pass their driver's test in? A Kia 94 Honda Accord. A Kia Sportage. I cannot remember what year, but they didn't have air conditioning that worked. I passed mine in a, I think it was a 1990 Mazda 626, but I drove all through high school after that a 92 Honda Accord Champagne. So very similar car. Uh, I think it might have been a 98 or 99 Kia Sportage. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and were you guys uh, first timers? Or, or I, I should say one timers, one timers, or did you take a, a a couple of shots to to get the license? One and one and done, baby. Nice. Let's let's wait till we get to my number one. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Since uh, Nathan, you already gave us your number three. Um, uh, Brian, I'm gonna score you out here. Unless Nathan, you have you have any last words to try and knock Brian's score down at all, or knock some holes in his in his defense. Uh, well, other than it was complete bullshit and deserves zero points, uh, that's, it. I, that's all I got. Whoa! I didn't think about that yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that was See? bullshit. Oh. Huh. Huh. Brian, oh boy. Brian, do, do you have anything to rebut that uh, incredible statement of fact by Nathan? Uh, I have control of the mute buttons for the rest of the show, Ooh. so that's all Ooh. I will say. Boy. Ooh, he just flexes his power. I love it. Okay. Um, oh, uh, okay. All right, Brian, you, you, I, I, I love that you know that this is you in the future and you embodied this dad and you, you, you had the jokes ready for that. I'm giving you three points. I know this is, this is a high scoring game today. Everyone, everyone's getting their due. Um, so that's going to move us right along to, let's go back to Nathan here. Um, for your, uh, number two, give us that, sir. Well, if on this show the rules allowed an Uber stare down with the host, I would have lost because my number two is the stinker. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I've already been outstanked by uh, your story of the guy uh, dropping a deuce on the chair next to you. But my, obviously, I'm just talking about the person who lacks all personal hygiene. I mean, yeah. as, to quote one of the greatest all-time episodes of The Simpsons, 
uh, 22 short films about Springfield, there's a huge man driving a tiny car and he says, everybody has to be, have an automobile. And it's true. Everybody has to have an automobile, even the chronically stinky, <laughs> the shower averse, the people who just don't believe in dentistry or, or <laughs> toothbrushes. Or, or even just drinking water. Just, just straight <laughs> glass of water is not an option. It's These people are at the DMV. They need to drive. They need to get to their jobs. At, I don't even want to speculate what form of income they are earning. But whatever it is, it's in cash. Yep. Because this person is always... They're always paying in cash. And before yep. they make their payment, they do it. Particularly, COVID has not slowed them down. They are going <laughs> to... They're going to open that wallet up. They're going to give their thumb a nice big slurpy lick (laughs) and then start leafing through the legal tender, just getting that slobber all over everything. Oh, good Lord. Passing it on over. They're going to... What I love most of all, like, I'm living very much in the moment. As you know, I'm a very spiritual man. I live in the moment. (laughs) And um, so, so a lot of this is, or things I've observed recently in the, in the pandemic these are the people who will pass 72 hand sanitizer stations and just, you know, so many opportunities to make everybody else feel just a little bit more comfortable around them, but absolutely not. These people often have children with them. Well, the, re- they, the reason they have a lot of children is because if they're not taking uh, any precautions in their own health mm-hmm. ever, that's going to carry over into the bedroom. (laughs) So there's a lot of problems that come from that. One of which is that they're going to have a lot of kids Mm -hmm. and those kids, maybe that's where, maybe that's where the train went off the rails is it's like they were struggling to take care of their own hygiene and they're like, Oh, now I got to clean up this kid. Like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck it. We're all going to be dirty. Fuck this. (laughs) And so you got a whole family of just stinky, you know, there might be some insects swirling. Yep. And uh, there they are in a government facility. You think of government facilities as quite sterile places, so they stick out even more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, uh, I've been—I was trumped by the host in the introduction. Sometimes you'll get a pants shitter. Um, <laughs> if you're lucky, but, uh, if you're lucky, yeah. If it's your birthday, maybe, <laughs> and you've been a good boy all year, uh, you'll get the, the cereal pooper. Yep. <laughs> I was I, so, yeah. th- that day. I was hungover enough where it actually almost made me vomit. It was it was pretty close, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, then I mean, this the the classic <laughs> public stinker though is so tough, and you know, like if if you live in Chicago, you've you've smelled some you know some of the 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 people you'd see on the train, or whatever people who who obviously like don't have access to showers, like but like when you have a a car and a license. You probably have access to a shower. Maybe not necessarily all the time, but sometimes you do. But some of those times are when you smell like, like okay, you, you guys have all uh, uh, ran around, uh, d- done something called exercise before, I'm assuming, right? Or played a sport here and there. Mm-hmm. And you know, like maybe you, you think like, ooh, I'm going to get one more sporting out of these pair of shorts. Maybe two more. And then you do it. And then you're just curious. And I, I, I'm a curious guy. I, I like smells. That's why also I love food. I love the smells of it. Just give a little whiff and you're like, whoo. Oh, God. Ooh. Where is this going? And you're like, you're like that's horrible. <laughs> but then that smell coming from like someone's feet, like an area of the body that it shouldn't come from, you know, that is when, you you know, maybe it's time to, to, to step up and just make a, a public comment to them, you know, which can be dangerous. Yeah. You have to approach it very carefully. Um, so but we – we all went to DePaul. We went to an inner city school. Um, yep. We lived our off-campus housing was even like apartments and then we had dorms and whatnot. I don't know how much time you guys spent at like sort of the more traditional American college experience uh, the where often there'd be like rented houses for students. Sure. They might, you know, like five or six guys, five or six like 21-year-old guys sharing a house. Oh, yeah. And they've got they've got that they've got that shower that you feel dirtier after you get out of the shower than when you oh, got yeah. in. Yeah, like I feel like that's what that's what this family like. Most of us were like, all right, we're twenty one, uh, whatever. We're fucking gross. Yeah. And then you you age out of that, and you sure you tr- make a little bit more of an effort. Sure. 
these are people who their their life is uh they they they've just decided that's uh that's the way they're gonna wet themselves. Yeah. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> Well, you know, they're not the only living organism in the shower. There's, they're one of thousands. Yeah. Well, Nathan, I, I don't know why you expect these people to clean their showers when Judge Mathis is coming on. I mean, you can't miss uh, <laughs> the judge <laughs> levying fines and 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 what for is to to defendants and, and plaintiffs alike. So, um, yeah. And I I just want to take this time to to congratulate that lucky first listener today that they've gotten 38 minutes of poop talk. <laughs> <laughs> on their first foray in the den. So congratulations. It's been a yeah, special day. That's great. Okay, uh, Nathan, or sorry, not Nathan, you, you just gave Stop us your dead. number two. Brian. It literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, I didn't want you to go there. Thank you very much, though. Brian, please bring us out of... Um, this this uh, this poopy trough. All right, jumping out of the trough, we have my number two here. It's not what you're thinking. It is the serial picture taker. So this is a DMV employee who oh, has been given an employee, an employee who has this been is our gi- first employee of the thing. Sorry, I I, I keep cutting you off. Uh, That's all right. It's all right. Yeah. This is the one who is given the uh, the reins. As long as you don't cut him off during the test. <laughs> oh, God. he said as he cut off Brian again. <laughs> I can't wait to leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, this as is long the as you don't cut off the top God of his head it. in the photo, <laughs> otherwise it's not a legal government ID. Mute. Woo! Mute. He Mute. says as he cuts him off. <laughs> He's waiting to speak. <laughs> this is the government employee who takes the pictures and they're not ready to take the pictures. <sighs> Got it out. <laughs> so this is the folk that's, that don't know how to use the machine and they've also never mastered the latency between them giving you directions, the click of the button, and how long the shutter of the camera takes. Oh, they God. decide to do all of these actions simultaneously. Look upside, make sure this isn't covered. I'm gonna take a picture now. And then it happens, and it's like, sir, you blinked. We gotta do it again. And I'm like, well, how about you speak to me? <laughs> We're gonna count down. You'll take the picture, and I'll be prepared. All right, I took it again. Didn't come out. You were talking during that. We got to do it again. And I'm just like, is, oh. your, is your DMV attendant an auctioneer? In <laughs> yes. <Texas? laughs> but it's just like, what are you? What are you doing? How many of these pictures do you take a shift, let alone in your career up to this point, that you should never have to give this talk ever again? It's take your hat off, stand across the screen, stay still, and three, two, one, click. It's the same script, and it should be every time. Yeah. But oh my God, the people who are in front of you too, that I went during, it was still cold in March when I went, people were taking off scars, unzipping their jacket. They're like, you don't have to go that far. It's fine. We're not going to see that low. And they were just like, all right, fine. <laughs> Can I leave my hat on? No, I'll take your hat off, sir. Well, I wear my glasses. Should I keep my glasses on or should I take them off? That was this old guy in front of me. I'm just like, just leave your glasses on. No one cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Do you wear them when you drive? You should probably leave your glasses on. They will tell you if it's a problem. Go up there, stay still, and person pressing the button, just explain the rules and get me through the day. Mm -hmm. Because I'm already in hell's waiting room. I do not need this process to last for eternity. Get me through the line. This is usually the last step in the process, too, before printing. Or now, they don't even print them on site. I had to get a temporary ID, and they ship it to you 15 days later. And you're like, what? What is this place for? Why do I need to come here anymore if you're not even doing anything here? <sighs> yeah. The, wow. defen- the defense Oof. rests. Rant over. Oh. Love it. Um, this is uh, I'm, I'm, for a picture taking situation. This works for a DMV photo. Or if you're just taking photos with friends and family, this is a tip that I've uh, attained from. I think it was from Oprah, but it's a great tip. When you're posing for a photo, you just say, yeah, and by saying, yeah, you naturally have a nice smile. So when you're at the DMV, just say, yeah, a bunch. They'll think you're crazy, but you're not crazier uh, than the stinker or the man who woke up not believing he cracked his own pants. So Can we can we do a screenshot on our Zoom call right now of that? Let's test sure. this out. Yeah, ready? Three, right. two, one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a, what a lovely image the YouTube <laughs> folks just is. got. There it is. Um, and those were your guys' number twos. Let me score you out here. Um, 
Who Boy. boasted the healthiest number two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan, you were doing you were doing the Lord's work right now. I'm really into it. Uh, just for that little comment there, I pushed you from two to three points. Um, excellent job, Brian. I I I I really love the rant, but you didn't give me a personal story, so I'm I'm giving you only two for that one. I'm I'm so sorry, pal, but but that's the way it goes. So let's move on to the number ones. Um, we started with with Nathan, so let's uh let let's give Brian first crack at number one here. So, all right, here comes my number one. Everybody ready? <laughs> the careered, miserable government employee veteran. Oh. This yeah. is the one who has been there forever. This is the one who thinks their job is to control the universe. This person loves their job and they love to instill their misery on everyone around them. And I am specifically talking about the hag that flunked me on my driver's exam the first time I took it. <laughs> this was me going in at 18 years old. Wasn't my fault. I was driving the car. And I was coming up a hill to get into a left turn lane to turn onto a street. I got into the left turn lane. We were coming uphill. It turned green. There was no arrow. So we were able to inch out and wait. I go to make my left turn as somebody comes speeding uphill the other way. Even though I have completed my left hand turn, she failed me on my entire test because I didn't yield to that guy who was speeding. Wow. So... She said, I can't pass you. And I also, I should have known that I was in for a bad day because the first comment she said when she sat in our 98, 99 Kia Sportage, you know, some instructors won't even get in a car this dirty. Whoa. Wait, so you were the stinker? No, just there's like crumbs <laughs> oh, on the floor. Wow, Brian, oh, I the stinker speaks. It wasn't no, my car, all right? <laughs> So I was like, I wow. am in for it. This is not going to go well from that the answer. That is insanely rude to say that to someone. Yeah. My Lord. So here's what happened. Wow. I failed. I come out, storm out. And my dad sees it on my face. I, I am. I got the piece of paper and I'm. <laughs> yeah. Dad, let's go. I hate this place. We leave. And I explained the whole story to him. And he was just like. We'll come back tomorrow. All right. It'll be fine. Yeah. So now I come back the next day. The instructor is now at the window giving me the paper <laughs> that I have to go take to the instructor. Wow. So I see this miserable witch and I get up to her <laughs> and she's like, so you remember what we talked about yesterday? Mm-hmm. Let's try not to do that again. And she gave me the paper wow. and I was like, not going to say anything I regret, but I'm going to think it until the end of time. <laughs> Got to the car and I passed. So there's nothing I learned in 24 hours that really changed the outcome of this. It was this wench that didn't let me get through because she hates everyone around her. She just is so miserable that she had to take it out on everyone. So God, I hope she's still there. I hope wow. she still has to go to that job every day. Uh, and and on the phone, I have live with us Kathy Herman from the Westchester <laughs> Driving Services Outlet. I've uh, been waiting years to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, wow. It's, it's, hey, you know what, Brian? Brian, score settled. You can rest easy, my friend. You can rest easy. Now that she um, is eternally marked an ink yeah. on the internet, I feel good. You know, it'd be so much fun. I, I would love to take control of your body and then uh, drive your current car down there and then be like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I need to do a new driver's test. Have her try and get in and then pull the the lock the door thing on her just oh, like five that times in a row. That would have been great. Yeah. It's like, okay, now now open it and then and then just keep doing, yeah. That would be oh, <sighs> such, such delightful, sweet revenge. If only me. if I had my wits about me at 18. Man, that would have been such a good prank. Not everyone can insult uh, the movie Hitch right on the spot, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, that that brings us uh, to to young Nath, Nathaniel, nice. um, the tallest one of of the trio. Give us your number one, sir. My number one is the belligerent. Uh, fairly self-explanatory, but the first sign of this when they get in, this is so, you meet them in a lot of public places, but. They put everybody on edge. DMV is already a bit of a tense environment. 
This is somebody who comes in. Usually the first sign is they're on the phone and they're having an argument on the phone. And normally it oh. shows some sort of domestic discord. Yeah. I often find these people are not wearing sleeves. <laughs> that tells you a thing or two. Bingo, uh, bango. And, you know, very, very harsh language. No filter. They're speaking loudly enough that you can hear them on the other side of the room. Some F-bombs, some uh, SOB bombs, some occasionally, and this is when you really got to watch out for them, the, the C-bombs. And then you know it. You know it's real heavy. Oh. Things are getting pretty ugly behind the scenes. Oh, do they know the lady that I know at the DMV? <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, also, when that happens, when they drop that and people like will just like go farther into their phones and turn away, and they just like everyone pretends like it's yeah. not happening. Oh yeah. Oh, and you're like, why do we let people have wield this kind of power in public spaces? Sorry, keep it's, going. Yeah, that's uh, well, that's a, a, exactly right. They they just it has to be a habitual thing. It's not just behavior that exists in this setting this is just how they operate in life they need to intimidate everybody they have no uh no respect for anybody's boundaries verbally socially physically you know they're gonna if there's a if there's two people sitting on on chairs next like with a, a gap in the middle and one chair this person's not gonna say excuse me they're gonna continue with their argument on the phone they're gonna turn their ass around and just boom plop right down in you elbows out everybody else has to shift and then the people on the other side have to shift and then the people on the end are gonna fall off like a some sort of looney tunes uh <laughs> sight gag <laughs> and then of course they're, they're gonna be hostile to people in line they're gonna be hostile to people at the at the window, everything's going to be an argument. Everything's going to be an altercation, particularly when it comes to their previous driving record. <laughs> there's, there's going to be, there's going to be some, some moving violations, some non-moving violations. God forbid, there's going to be some, some DUIs, some previous accidents. Insurance rates are going to be discussed. Uh, you know, are you driving this vehicle? The registration is going to be suspect. Nothing good is coming out of this. This is number one for me because it makes me nervous to ever get in my car again because I know that guy is out there on the road somewhere. Like, And somebody I'm surprised neither of us put on a list, uh, mostly because I just wasn't thinking of it. But like, we haven't mentioned like the hopeful 16-year-old as an actual entity, how exciting it is to finally first get your driver's license. But True. this belligerent individual is enough to get that 16 year old with the the bright eyes and optimism and you know they finally get behind the wheel the the power wheels they drove the playing gran turismo on their playstation all of this is finally going to come to fruition and they're behind this belligerent person in line and they're like you know maybe i don't need this in my life maybe i don't need to drive maybe i need to move to a commuter city get myself a fixed gear bicycle with a nice big basket on the front, live in an apartment with a supermarket down and I'll work remotely. I just don't even need to drive because this guy is going to kill somebody. I don't <laughs> want it to be me. Wow. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I was expecting a downer, but you gave me an upper there though. I, I was, I, that, that made me feel hopeful. Um, that was lovely. Uh, okay. Now I, I need to, I need to score out this last round here. Hmm. Um, as I do that and I tabulate the final scores, um, you guys talk amongst yourselves. Uh, what was the first, the first, um, thing you did when you had your driver's license? If you can remember that, like what was the first thing you got to eat or something like that? Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to tell a story on our friend, Steve, who the first day he got his license hit a bush. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then we, we often would go visit the bush in Roseville to remember how Steve hit a bush. <laughs> And one time, one time we, uh, before basketball practice started and his car was still in the high school parking lot, we went to the bush and we tore pieces of the bush off the bush, brought them back and placed them on his car to remind him in case he had forgotten that he hit the bush. <laughs> Three weeks after getting my license, I hit a parked car. So I, I feel his pain. <laughs> both, both great first adventures. Okay. Uh, you guys both, um, you both were, were a little shaky at first on the number ones, but you, you really brought it home. I'm very proud of both of you. I gave you both three points. And so uh, that means the normal scores, you're both tied with 11 points. But 
I forgot to give the bonus before the number ones, but the the thing that I felt the most uncomfortable during this prior to the number ones, because Nathan's number one was very uncomfortable, that idea of someone sitting between you and another person while still arguing on the phone makes my Midwestern bones sear with pain. <laughs> but Brian mentioning the person who can't believe someone else has gone before them made me feel I, I have absolutely been that person and that made my own stomach lurch. Uh, so it wasn't the stinker, uh, but it was the brinker that got me in the end. So Brian, um, I'm giving you the two point bonus and you are today's champ on, on Uber Cinco top five personalities you meet at the DMV. Oh, thank Congratulations. You, thank you. Thank you. I remember it always. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Uh, all right. So, uh, that's near the end of the show. So right now we're going to go to the fast five. And again, remember this is inspired by the Churchill quote, never let a good crisis go to waste. So here's my top five ways to take advantage of a pandemic. Number five, shoot invites out to people you haven't seen in a while or commonly avoid inviting them over for dinner party. (laughs) A, Rejoice when they politely declined. B, rejoice when they accept, and then you politely decline the day before, feigning symptoms. Or C, remember, you were the good guy who reached out first in the name of friendship. Number four, (laughs) take a road trip. This is a great excuse to get back to your childhood by peeing in bottles and not securing the cap all the way back on again. I recommend a 32-ounce lemon-lime Gatorade. It's my personal pick for beverage and waste container duo. Number three, (laughs) Cut your delts as if you're using a sharpened Ginsu knife, bro. Now that you got a hop, uh, now that you don't got a hop in your best-in-class torque Chevy Tahoe and sip your iced Dunkin' caramel protein cappuccino as you pick your way through traffic, it's time to slap some iron and lift it to the heavens, my brosef. Clearly, you'll be snaking those supersets 4x15s with high shoulder thunder booms and closing out the shoulder work with cross horizontal cable rows. But now it's time to refuel, Haas. And this is where I can't recommend enough Core Power Protein Milkshakes by Fairlife. The best <laughs> pure protein nature has. They'll be an utter boon when you are seeking that big-time prote bloat, chief. So clang and bang, my friend. Those shoulders will be useful for something one day, maybe. Number two. <laughs> Finally, get acquainted with the email addresses, phone numbers, and physical mail addresses of your city council members, mayors, state reps, and senators, congresspeople, U.S. senators, and any low-performing and amoral elected official in between. Use this new familiarity to demand justice. For those who rarely experience it, demand housing and educational equity across the board, demand empathy and protection for the most vulnerable, and loudly voice that if their underwhelming performance continues, we will vote in someone who can do the job. And if you live in Chicago... Download the Chicago 311 app and start asking for potholes to be filled. It works. You're welcome, Southport-Clark intersection. And number one, on the top five ways to take advantage of a pandemic, number one, add handy skills to your repertoire. And this need is launched, of course, when an everyday use item or piece of hardware is out of whack. Uh, For sake of the exercise, let's say your bathroom door. It's not closing properly. It sticks. The doorknob falls off from time to time due to the, you know, oomph needed to close the dang thing. You investigate. It's a loose hinge plate. You got it. Grab your screwdriver and tighten those screws, pal, and you're done. Two days pass, the door is being a squeaky wheel again. Your spouse gets trapped inside the doorknob again. Reinvestigate. Screws loose just as much, if not more, than it was before. You remove the coat hanger from the back of the door to ease the stress, and this just gives the screws more room to move in the wood holes. Damn. Okay. Fill the hole with toothpicks for something to chew on. Screws are still loose. You begin to mirror the situation now. Someone has to poop, and you need a door. You stuff the hole with matchsticks. They're a little thicker. It feigns workage for two hours, but now you're trapped in the bathroom. You use an electric toothbrush to jimmy the knob housing, you're free. You drink a beer quickly. You remove the hinge bolts and remove the door, setting it aside to rest as you plot. You never see the black grease on your hands and touch a bunch of white stuff. You drink another beer very quickly as you wipe the mess to now it's just a barely visible black smudge on the wood trim and walls you touched. Your door is now a nautical-themed navy blue and white shower curtain. It does the job admirably, but the smell, oh God, the smell. You wake early in in anxiety the next morning. You've missed two calls from Mother Nature. She's now screaming. You throw aside the shower curtain and play your dumb little design a train system game on your phone as you do business. You're at Home Depot now. You ask for the wood screws. You find them. You find the wood glue on your own after Chris the helper sends you towards the lawnmowers, the glue a floor above the whole time. You browse routers and miter saws. 
Now is not the time. Maybe a new plant would make you feel better, but you resist. (laughs) Honest with how much love you already have to give to all your brave little planties at home. You're fixing again. A slight smell lingers. You're eager to fix this door. You fill the beaten up wood holes with glue and matchsticks. You discover the old screws were a half inch long. These new ones are two and a half inches long. You boil with confidence. Glue has dried. You equip the drill and slot home the new screws. No wobble, no shimmy. Hallelujah. Maybe I should try the church down the street. You lift the door into place. (laughs) Hinge pins slide back in easy with a WD-40 spritz. You mined the grease this time. You test it out. You set a high score designing a train system in 1968 London. Woohoo. You exit the bathroom without issue. And that's how you fix a loose door hinge. You're very welcome. And that was this week's edition of Uber Cinco. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And once again, we love that hearty womp word of mouth. So please tell your friends about us and send them your favorite episode. From the Great Plains of Berwyn has been... Brian Ernst. And calling in from the Arroyos of Old Irving Park has been... Nathan Hennenfett. And from the bluffs of the Sopoco Shopping District, I've been at Mitch Brinkman, and as Bizbear always says, no need to sharpen your claws if your roar carries. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.